Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, it's not Monday. How do you feel about this? (laughs) Look, frankly, I'm glad because it was just another manic Monday, Connor. And I, I wish it was Sunday. Because that's my fun day. It's a great song. So, we all love it. Here, here's the thing. This is what puts us in a bit of an issue. That we didn't record on Monday this week. No. And it's also meant that... Because there was other things on, shot. We all had things, okay? Um yeah. Some of us got older. Well, actually, all of us. No, actually, I... I, I look, I, I'll explain later. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Experiments. Um, but I got a brand new microphone. You and did. I am trying it out for this show. And I'm worried, terrified, I would use, that it's going to go wrong and we will have to re-record this again. So I hope it sounds okay. I'll be honest, Connor. We're putting this out even if it's just my half of the audio. <laughs> That's the good half. <laughs> yes. That's where all the hot takes come from. <laughs> so, what what's the issue here? Is that because this is um, Tuesday, Mondays? No, Mondays. Tuesday, Mo- no, it's Tuesday, Mondays. That's what we call it. <laughs> really, you should just call it Movie Tuesdays, but no. <laughs> no, because no, it has to be. It's a, I, In my head, it makes more sense as Tuesday, Mondays. <laughs> so, because it's Tuesday, Mondays, um, we have to talk about news stories that might be a little old shot and it's true what in particular we have to start with oh do you, do you ever just miss a boat do you ever um, go on for a boat and you just fucking missed it <laughs> so our fans they like comic book movie shot mad about them and, and when there's a new trailer they are mad about learning just all the ins and outs and all the breakdowns and the red circles and the arrows and what's going on and Something happened last week where we recorded on a Sunday. 
Yeah, and big mistake. Whenever, whenever we do that, we always think, God, I hope nothing happens tomorrow, because that's when we put the episode out. And at about four o'clock, there was a little trailer released, a teaser trailer, for The Eternals, Sean. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was, lads. And we didn't even record this Monday. So now, eight days later, we're back with only the hottest goss and rumours of this movie. We'll probably still get a bunch of shit wrong, I'll be honest. (laughs) I've watched millions of videos in the meantime, so now I know all the opinions. Yeah, even the wrong ones, and most of them are wrong. Especially the wrong ones. It's the only Especially. one to focus on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the Eternals did come out, Sean. Um, this is the first teaser trailer that anyone is really seeing. We've seen a bit of it in... They had, like, a Marvel clip thing a few weeks ago or a few yeah, months ago. Yeah, a couple ago. of, like, just shots, basically. But this is, like, giving you the vibe of the whole movie. Yeah, and I think, really, um, the main question everyone was asking me during the week no, was... fuck Sean, you. Sean, what are the Eternals? And was- I was like... I my name's not Sean, number one, ma'am. And two, <laughs> I bet I know a guy who would know the answer to that particular question. And so, Sean, luckily I know a man called Sean. Sean, coming to you yeah, as the expert in this. And a Absolutely. man who has never explained what the Eternals are to me. Imagine I don't know. Please, for everyone, what the hell are the Eternals, Sean? Look... I've been through this a number of times on the show, but every episode is someone's first episode. Uh, maybe someone was drawn in by eight-day-old takes on the Eternals teaser. So, <laughs> so Someone sitting around last Sunday and is just like, fuck, I know it's six days out, but God, I need more. <laughs> God, I need to ruminate on this for a while. Uh, the Eternals, basically, they were created by a race of aliens called the Celestials. Um, they're basically gods. They've been around throughout all of human history from the beginning of human evolution up until the modern day and presumably the future. Um, okay. They're related to the Deviants, which are an offshoot um, of the Eternals. The Deviants are people like Thanos. They're basically fucked up and monsters. Um, but the Eternals, by and large, pretty good. Um, th- think Avengers but mythical gods. Um, Interesting. Basically the vibe we're going for here. It's also very uh, Jack Kirby and it's mental. Um, So this is a bit of a weird one to have just pop up in the MCU. It's said in the trailer um, that throughout all of human history, we have never interfered until now. (laughs) And yeah, in the MCU, if you chart, oh, all of the things that have happened, ever. there's been, ever, like, pretty much one of the worst things that could ever happen to humans happened. And then, no Eternals. They didn't show up. Malekit in Tour the Dark World? He wanted to destroy the whole universe. What if Thor didn't get there in time, Sean? What if the Eternals were teased in Thor the Dark World? <laughs> but the, that was the only film. It's the Tano only time up. it's addressed. Tano showed up and they were like, ah, he's alright. Malekith, he's the fucking big dog. We need to take this guy down. Props to you on remembering Malekith, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, no, this is this is very much a teaser trailer. Um, it doesn't give much info on, like, plot or major villains or anything like that. But, I will say, it does look fucking cool. 
it does look very cool and so i mean as we said this trailer is a week old so everybody has already seen it so yeah um we don't want to go shot by shot i'm sure you've had it broken down many a time rain's <laughs> all over the place sean um but the main thing that uh, stood out to me was that like you see the ancient people they come in the spaceship and then there's the bit uh where then you see richard madden and he's like aging through the times um, and you, yes. you have you have him as Icarus, and so I I think that's really cool that it, they had a good introduction to everybody in in the series. Um, is it Ma- Macquarie? Is that is that who he's Mac- with? Yeah, um, I, I I don't know how to pronounce it. I've only ever seen it written down. I okay. always said Macquarie, but that might be the Irish accent in me. <laughs> so, so no, he's with he's with Cersei, who's Gemma Chad. Um, Macquarie is the is the speedster. Yes, sorry, and yeah. we have Angelina Jolie then as Tina, as Tina, who's the warrior, um, yes. the warrior leader of the team, and I think Angelina Jolie looks really, really great in this. I think it looks like a really badass role. Um, yeah, it, like, and it doesn't stand out. Like to get someone as big as Angelina Jolie in a movie, it would be very easy to just be like, "Oh, that's Angelina Jolie in a Marvel movie," but it's like, "Oh no, this looks like a really strong and impressive character." Yeah, yeah, and and I think that probably would be more likely to attract her to the role rather than just we're going to lean on the fact that you're Angelina Jolie. You have to give her something to do. Exactly. And so, yeah. And so yeah, she's been shown as a bit of a badass throughout the whole thing. And you see, it, to be honest with you, the trailer is just a series of shots. It's a series of. It doesn't reveal anything. It gives you a general sense that they came to Earth. They've been around for centuries and centuries, and. They're just kind of around. And then it starts off at the, like, the beginning of Mad and then the trailer ends with a gag where they're all sitting around the table talking about Iron Man is dead, Cap is gone and so it's like right up to modern times. And so it's like yeah. what happens in between? In the 800 years in between, that's the interesting bit. Yeah, and do you think in this movie that it's going to be let's walk through time and then we're in the modern day and then the main plot happens quote-unquote or is it going to be the main plot happening and then kind of flashbacks to um the eternal's origins basically it it might be i think flashbacks maybe like i think right. it might it might sh- it might do the arrow thing where they in they come across a problem and then you have a flashback to something that they solved the same problem or something similar and you see their character grow it or something like that like yes you have you have a lot of characters here to play with and so it's a case of how do you get all of these characterizations all into this one film and played by very big actors like all of these people and like kit harrington is in here as dane whitman the black knight as well you have to very get him involved and i think he him richard madden and Gemma chan as cersei i think they're going to be in a love triangle and it's going to be a case of there's a there's an interesting thing where whenever you see Cersei and Icarus in all the shots like this spanning all the years, he looks a lot more happy to be there than she does in all the like romantic scenes. Right. And I, okay. I feel like she might get involved with the Black Knight uh, as Kate, and then you have two kings of the North just not being happy with each other. By God. <laughs> And brother on brother <laughs> it could be a thing where Richard Madden I don't know if he goes bad I don't know if they'll go full Icarus bad because I don't think Icarus is seen as that bad in the copy books but he could be it could be a case of like he's on the verge of jealousy that he's like yeah. 
and he then comes back from that and then he might make the ultimate sacrifice at the end he's like no we got to band together to solve this yeah we talked about this a bit in the hero zero like icarus's main flaw is his arrogance um like he well it looks like richard madden i, I, mean, I mean, i'd be it, arrogant he's justified <laughs> i will say uh, but i i think like the, a lot of this film might be him learning to overcome that maybe all of the eternals will have some flaw or some weakness that they're overcoming how um, human interesting for I, gods imagine gods becoming more like human to be better people fucking wild <laughs> thoughts on this Isn't podcast that the Thor the Dark World plot <laughs> I think that's every Thor plot for the most part um, yes. we do also see Barry Keown in this trailer and Druig. he just looks Druig just looks he looks bad like he's he got looks, a little cult in the in the forest yeah he's got a little foresty cult going um, which I don't like I don't know the scope of this movie um, like because It'd be weird to just introduce the Eternals and have it as like a, here's a story that's self-contained. I think like this is going to be, everything that happens in this movie, I think the Marvel Universe as a whole needs to react to it. To, and, you know, to be nine you, gods showing up. Yeah, and I think, to be honest with you, my theory is, I've gone full batshit, okay. and that is Sprite is one of the characters, uh, yes. played by Liam McHugh. And she is, has the ability to wipe people's minds. And so what this story could be is that maybe, maybe she wipes the memories of these gods and they go around living their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe they meet somebody else. They have children and they pass on the mutant gene Ooh. into those children. Interesting. It could be a case that they have children with these normal people and that is the first ramifications of mutants in the MCU and that's how you bring them in. That's... I. It, it's a pretty believable way of doing it. Uh, you know, you'd have... What happens if there's like this eternal, basically godlike DNA mixes with human DNA and then filter that down through centuries and centuries and centuries. So you have this yeah. recessive X gene... That is then activated by something like, I don't know, a snap bringing half of humanity back to life. Just something from maybe a different kind of god, you know, who's part of the Eternals. and it's the, maybe connected to that whole world there. Yeah, just all that stuff. I mean, and the Celestials. And yeah, I think they could easily go that route. That That's how you bring the mutants in. Sprite wipes their memories. So then they go off and they don't even know. That's why they never show up. They don't even know that they're these turtles. They're just amongst humans. And so... Yeah. And there's also an interesting bit with um, a volcano, which I don't know if it's Vesuvius. I don't know which volcano it is, but it shows a shot of Sprite, like, crying beside the volcano. Yeah. And it's just a split shot. But I think what's happened there is maybe that's a case of, like, that's just a freak of nature that they can't save those people because the volcano just erupts and even though that they're gods she couldn't save them because how were they to know that the volcano was going to erupt they just didn't get there in time that could Um, very well be Pompeii yeah it could be Pompeii now the only reason it wouldn't be Pompeii is because I think Pompeii is in Loki I think that's in that teaser trailer oh right and so I don't know if they would cross Pompeii and both of them (laughs) who knows who knows I don't know Maybe it could. You know what? I have a mad theory about that volcano. 
Okay. What if, I'm just going to throw it out there, there's a shot where Angelina Jolie hands off a dagger to um, somebody. And that dagger has been given to Namor in the comic books. Okay. Mm -hmm. What if that volcano erupting wipes out Atlantis and destroys Atlantis? And as a thank you, or as a, we're sorry, they give Namor the dagger to be the defender of that. Bye. God, if they do Boom. Boom. <laughs> oh, this, because this was mentioned in the Detective Dillman's group, like, to see Namor pop up in a Marvel movie. Would, could you just drop him in and just like, Nam- ah, we'll deal way, with him later. I, I want to say Namor is like Aquaman, <laughs> but for Marvel, but he's been around longer than Aquaman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Namor has been around since like the early days of comics. He fought in World War Two with Captain America. Um, mm. When Captain America was essentially a propaganda comic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that would be hero wild. Zero, every Hero Zero we do has some sort of Namor in it. Like, he's yes. always at the start or somewhere in the bo- in the middle of it. Yeah, he always pops up and he's just always, like, he just cares about Atlantis, which would fit because if, like, you know, the world failed him, the Eternals failed him, he's like, right, I'll just look after Atlantis. No, everyone else can fuck off. Yeah. Uh, like, that would fit it really well. Oh, now I want Namor in this movie. <laughs> I think you could use this movie, as you said, just have ramifications for everything. Like, it's that big a film. If you're going to introduce gods over 800 years, you, you could use this film, and this film alongside Doctor Strange, you do a one-two punch and reset everything for Phase 5. That, yeah. And, uh, like... Because you, you can use this movie to just, like, stack your deck, basically. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's a bunch of stuff in the past that existed, but they just forgot about it. And now they're all reawakened. That would work so, so well. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah so, and also, I mean, like, you've you seen them in a G- Egypt at one point. Like, you could bring in Apocalypse if you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole situation that they spent 800 years. You could do whatever the fuck you want. You could bring in so many people. And we're saying all this because they might bring in nobody. <laughs> we they don't might, know. <laughs> they might very well bring in nobody. They might do, you know, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four and the Inhumans all together. We don't know. But I think the fact that these these questions are being asked or are out there is pretty fun if you're a nerd. Yes, and I, th- this is a movie that I'm very excited for to come out because it will mean an end to the question of, Sean, what are the Eternals? But then what about Eternals 2? <laughs> Sean, what are the Eternals 2? <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, so we are going to have to move on from that trailer because we could talk about that and geek about it all day. But it's eight days old. It's very, very... It's an interesting trailer just for transition shots. But it, there's a lot there that you could go, this could mean this. This could mean this. And that's more fun. It's a teaser, so we have to wait until like the full proper trailer comes out. Yeah, which hopefully won't be too far away. It's in November, I think this is coming out, so yeah. uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, um, and so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and this involves a movie that I know you love, and that is <sighs> risky Joker, when he says that. because <laughs> Joker 2 has brought back the original director, Todd Phillips, to co-write the script. Boom! Oh my God. Yes! I know, I- Todd Phillips loves a sequel. Look at The Hangover 2 and 3. They were the good ones. They, I always look at the first one as just a bit of prep for the second and third. It's just, yeah, you're just gearing yourself up. Never mind that Joker 1 was intended to be a solo, like, you know, a one and done. And now, 
I, we've gone on record. You don't like Joker, the movie, as a concept. You don't like that it exists. Um, I think it's grand as a movie. Um, I think we can both agree that a sequel is absolutely ridiculous and unnecessary. Makes no sense. It's, makes no sense. It makes no sense at all because where, where where does he go? Like he can't. You can't redeem him. You you can't make him sympathetic again. And wasn't the whole point of the end of the first one was like, is it a dream? Is it not a dream? Yeah. We don't know. What happened? What really happened, man? It's so fucking out there. I don't know. Is it in or is it out? It's Inception. You're not going to have so, an Inception 2. So you're now going to have to like, you're going to have to come down on one side of the line. Was it a dream or was it real? Um, yeah. I, I like It could very well happen that, oh no, the first movie was all a dream, but that dream <laughs> inspired him to do the things he does in the second movie. <laughs> the second one's when he really thinks about the society and what's oh, wrong. When he really jokes up. Uh, like <laughs> The thing about it is as well, like it's not going to have the same... Um, controversy that the first yeah. one had i the, feel like a lot first of one the first one made at least 200 million dollars of controversy alone it made like a billion yeah. billion and something it would have made like 800 million anyway it's joker but it definitely added 200 million because everyone's like it's so fucking out there man it's gonna ruin society we as a people are fucked man it's yeah and it's like no it, like it's a pretty like vanilla take on a Joker, like if you, in terms of what Joker's done in the comics, uh, that version of jo- the Joaquin Phoenix version of Joker, well, I think is quite good and is a good acting role. It's not like the most severe the Joker's ever gotten. Um, it no. was just be- it was just because it was like dealing with mental issues uh, that people got so up in arms about it. I think. Yeah, and, and I think that bringing back Todd Phillips, I mean, I'm just excited to see what Scorsese Phillip is going to do next. I don't oh, know where he's going to pull the inspiration sh- for this one. Shutter Island. <laughs> yes! I want a Shutter Island remake. But with the Joker as Leonardo DiCaprio. He is madly going through the discography of Scorsese. Fuck, what am I going to do next one on? What two films? I need to pick two. What to can copy. I smash together? What can I put? What if I what if I go totally left field? I'll do E. T. Spielberg. How are we doing? Spielberg and Jaws? Or is it, is it Jaws and E. T. Jaws and E. T. Are we going to do that? Joker we, likes to swim. Can we do the Irishman? Is that a thing? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Can we do the Departed? Is that is that how to out there? The Departed <laughs> Raging Bull combo. I think it could work. I think it could, uh, okay. But how about this? Uh, okay. We get. Because uh, we had we, it was Taxi Driver and King of Comedy was mashed up in the last one. Yeah. So what if it's uh, Goodfellas and Shutter Island? <laughs> it's Joe Pesci just being like, "You think I'm funny <laughs> in an asylum?" That's a good, very good point. Do you <laughs> cast other quote unquote Batman characters in Joker well, Two? You cast Joe Pesci as, as Joe Pesci. Penguin. Oh, interesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I I think you cast Joe Pesci as my cousin Vinny. And you just bring him in as Vinny and, and just have say, him there. Go. Do and, your thing. And just turn the camera on. Joe, we want you to somehow get him off murder. He's on trial. He's in jail. You're Vinny. Go. <laughs> Work it out. I just think it's it's going to end, like, it's going to be such a flat movie, I think. 
because I because they're going to try and set up a third one, surely. Yeah. Like, I where does it end? They're yeah, they're rumoring a third one as well, and I think I, I, as much as hate as I give the first one. I can understand why people like it. I mean, it's a weird fucking cool version of Dark Joker, like, and it's a really good performance. <clears throat> and mm. so, like, you kind of come away from it thinking, really great performance, cool idea, and, but personally for me, I wasn't into it. So then when I hear news of the second one, I'm just kind of like, but why? The whole point of the first one was that it was edgy and... And like different and like you this is your mother's joker. <laughs> Even though a yeah. joker's not meant to be good anyway. And it didn't have to like ascribe to or try and set up a universe. It was just there. And that was the story. Um, well, I mean, now they have Oscar nominated director Todd Phillips coming back, so and he's writing co writing the script, so we know he's gonna put it all in. Do, is Joaquin Phoenix confirmed as coming back or is that just taken as a given? Uh, I t- I'm pretty positive Joaquin is going to come back, yeah. Right, okay, because wouldn't be great to recast him, I suppose. <laughs> Imagine. Jared. Jared. Bring Jared, Jared in. Bring Jared back in, and he does it now. But it's not like Suicide Squad Jared. It's end no. of Snyder Cut Jared. Yeah, and but he's, he's end of Snyder Cut Jared, but he's playing Arthur Fleck. Yes. Oh, brilliant. I'd give it <laughs> 10 Oscars. Oscars, it's so good. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I read it and I just thought. And a lot of the comments on Twitter were really interesting. Like, a lot of people were like, "This is pointless," and then someone would reply underneath, "Yeah, but will you go see it?" And they went, "Yeah, I'll go yeah, see probably. it, but it's pointless." And it's it puts us in a weird position that ah, fuck it, I may go see it, but my god, we don't need this whatsoever. No, and I'm I'm totally in the camp. I will see this, and I should vote with my wallet on this. But I just want to go to a cinema. I think. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to be getting a Joker too. I, for one, am excited. What's your excitement level? Oh, I would give it um, four clown smiles four. out of a possible twenty. The, I would give it the laughing fish. The plan that went well. That's the highest praise I can give it because I think this That's, is a great idea. I'd, okay, well, we've, we, there you go. Only, Take that to Only the bank. if Joe Pesci is Joker. Other than that, I'm out. <laughs> Other than that, no funding for you, <laughs> Todd. <laughs> no funding for you. Warner Media are just like, yes, we need content. Yeah, yeah, because they sold Army of the Dead to Netflix and they came out. This week and yeah. said, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is, it's an interesting idea. Because J.J. Abrams has come out and he has confirmed that a script is being written for a film. Not really a big news story. But he right. said that the movie in question is Portal. There is a Portal mover, yeah. movie finally in the workshop. This has been talked about for years. Mm. Like, since Portal came out. Portal, by the way, is one of my favourite games of all time. Um, Can you describe Portal to anyone who doesn't know what Portal is? Oh, okay, here we go. So, (laughs) Sean, what is Portal? (laughs) Oh, don't start that. Don't start that, please. Um, So, Portal basically is... The premise of the game is that you're in... You're a lab subject, basically. You're undergoing tests. You're testing this device that can create two portals. One blue, one orange. And you can put the blue on one wall, the orange on another one. If you walk through it, it makes a door or a portal, if you will. 
Um, but throughout the game, uh, you basically unravel Dr. this Stephen whole Dr. Stephen Merchant. Th- Dr. Stephen Merchant. That's Portal 2, I will have you know. Shit. Uh, Fuck. I've shown my <laughs> idiocy. <laughs> the first one, uh, you're dealing with basically um, a rogue artificial intelligence. The second one, um, you're dealing with a rogue Stephen Merchant artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, without giving too much away, because even though they're old games, the story of them is really great. Um, and there's there's layers to it that like there's tie-in comics um it ties in with the half-life games as well um it's right. all tied in together and it's it is actually a universe like they all exist at the same time and in the same world um but basically it's a it's a puzzle game with a really good story and as soon as it came out people were like oh i want i want to see a movie of this i want to see this plot and all the intricacies of it laid out in the thing that I can just watch in two hours. Um, and I think even at the start, J.J. Abrams was rumoured. Because um, Gabe Newell, who's the head of Valve, who makes the game, they announced, basically, yeah, it's in development, and then nothing was said for a decade. Right. And But I, I'm going to throw something at you. I can tell yeah. that you're passionate. Probably Sorry, yeah, I just Manny. looked at my waveform there, and it's just a solid block of me talking. <laughs> <laughs> You love Portal, and I, I'm all about that. I like when people yeah. like things. But here's the thing. Can I just throw some things at you? Fire away. Video game movies. Yeah. Now, I'm going to throw back at you. We have never really had a good video game movie other than P- Detective Pikachu and Sonic recently. Um, yeah, but two, the two most recent... Oh, uh, fuck, Mortal Kombat. How was that? Did people like that? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. Cinemas aren't open here. Is it oh, good? <laughs> Is it good? People tell us. Should we be excited about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's fine. But video games, I feel like those movies are the exception to the rule. And so when I come to you, Sean, is will this movie be good when it's based off a video game? Or will it be another World of Warcraft? It's, oh, a very good question. See, I think we are in the, we're, we're, we're at a point where video game movies are better than they've ever been. Um, granted that bar was low mm. but you had Doom yeah. and World of Warcraft <laughs> yes and you're and the, in higher than them <laughs> you're higher than them which is like okay you're you're a 3 out of 10 uh, yeah. no like they're pretty good um, so I think people are getting better I think and as soon as I was about to say this I realised I was wrong I think because it's such a beloved property they might treat it with more care <laughs> absolutely <off>. not not going <laughs> to happen my word my worry about it is is that the mechanics of the game are quite simple and mm. the story basically happens in the background as you're solving puzzles. So the fear there is that they try and focus in on the very, very simple element of portals and leave out all of the story and lore and interesting details. Yeah. Um, and it's just uh, And it's just like... Uh, just... Get from A to B and kill the boss, basically. Like, Every, reduce everyone, it down to that. Everyone close their eyes. Imagine you're a middle-aged white man who is in a Hollywood boardroom. How do you write the portal script? But the <laughs> what's thing the is... the easiest way to make money out of this? It, what, what's conceivable is... Because oh. Portal came out... When did, I'm, I'm going to need to Google Portal this. 2 um, came out in 2011. Portal 2 came out in 2011. Okay, so you're talking 10 years from Portal 2. 2007 was the original Portal, right? Um, So 
it is possible that in that, you know, 14 or 15 years, a Portal fan who was maybe 20 when Portal came out went into the film business and (laughs) is like, man, this property I love. This this is completely biased, by the way. Just your one review, a critique of this. Because your great plan is we've talked about video game movies before here and you've never come up with the great plan of, well, if we think about it, one (laughs) fan might be old enough now to be a studio exec and then they could have money. And then what if they make it with love? <laughs> that Okay, granted, there's a couple of small flaws in my argument there. <laughs> I will give you that, Connor, because I'm a gracious man. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I... Fuck, I can't in good conscience. I can't say I think this will be good, but I, I really want it to be. I think it's going to be bad. Me. And I, I like Portal. And I think it might yeah. be bad because I don't trust them. I I don't trust them either. I wonder how heavily involved Valve would be with it. Or JJ. Um, or JJ. Yeah, like JJ as well is like it's 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 a it's a grand choice, I suppose, but I can't say much more than that because I'm always quite middling on JJ Abrams' projects, I think. But he's he's good at a number one. He is good at the first one. He is good at a first one. So if they just Cause it, if they follow the game <laughs> Oh, no. Stop that sentence right now. If they follow the game. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. I I, I just imagine all World of Warcraft fans listening just going, shut up. Oh, so naive. You sweet summer child. (laughs) Um, So they are going to be doing a Portal film. I'd be interested to see it. I want to see a trailer. I want to get the vibe. Can't, I also, I guarantee you there's already been like a fan film that'll be a oh, million 100%. times better. Uh, the, can I just say, you know in Portal, the companion cube? Yes. Do a psychological fucking thriller around that and someone slowly going insane talking to this fucking box with a heart on it. That's how you make a good Portal movie. <laughs> oh, you're thinking like 127 hours in the Portal universe. Fuck yeah, because there's only one main character in a fucking AI. The main character doesn't speak. Uh, there's there's a comic about a guy called Ratman who lives in the fucking vents. Uh, yeah. That would be a good story, but like, I don't. I, I'm going too in on this. I, I just this is going to be bad, but I really want it know, to be good. You know the video of Ralph when his heart breaks. Yeah, <laughs> like the moment I'm going to watch you in the cinema watching the film. Oh, and I'm going to fucking... It's going to be Assassin's Creed, my other favourite game. <laughs> yes! You were so sad after that. I was, because I was thought, surely just tell a story at some fucking point in history. It's grand. <laughs> you can't go wrong. <laughs> can't go wrong, but they went so wrong. They had Fastbender and they went you wrong. You don't get Fastbender in for something that bad. And you Not have a man all. called Ezio Auditore de Florenza. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Oh, but they went so far wrong. Oh, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this involves your favourite franchise, Willy Wonka. Because Willy Wonka has finally been cast. Because we are getting a young Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory prequel. Um, And he will be played, as was much rumoured over the last few months, but not confirmed until this week. That Timothy Chalamet, everyone's favourite man from Dune, will be coming in to be playing young Willy Wonka. Sean, what are your thoughts on this casting choice? This is... I, I Look, the, as a casting choice, fine, he's a good actor. Um, 
I'm not. I, I, I'm curious about how they're going to play this, because traditionally Willy Wonka is quite a whimsical, if not homicidal, character. Uh, Timothy Chalamet seems like quite a straight down the line, nice young man. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what his Willy Wonka will be. Whether he'll be like the, the the Johnny Depp, like ooh fucking weird things and candy, or the yeah. Gene Wilder. Here's a boat trip that will give you nightmares. I mean, you could kind of go somewhere in the middle, I suppose. Maybe he's a horrifying homicidal man who loves a bit of candy. Interesting. Mm. Um, I'm just, I don't see the point of a Willy Wonka origin film. Because no. the, the, the in the book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, we don't know anything about Willy Wonka. And that's why he's interesting. Because he's just, the chocolate comes out of the factory, but no one ever goes in or out. And it adds to, like, the wonder of, like, a child and, like, sweets. And just, like, you don't know how it's made, but now you got all this chocolate. You're like, oh, man, it's amazing. And it doesn't need to be explained. It's like this childhood wonder that, like, all this is so colourful and it's just all this sugar. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, yes, it's amazing. But we really need to get into the nitty gritty of how he got there. What went wrong in his life that brought him here? But we saw that in the Johnny Depp one. Christopher Lee was his dad. That's true. That is true. And we actually got to see his life before it, but we didn't get to see it fully. I want to know what happens before he becomes interesting. What got him to the point where he starts doing tours? Yeah, but Connor, the thing is, is that that point is about where we meet him. Like in the movie. And where they... (laughs) tell us just enough that we need to know about Willy Wonka because and I I guarantee you this because they've cast him Timothy Chalamet is going to be playing Willy Wonka most of the time there will be a child (laughs) actor for maybe 10 minutes yeah but then they've paid a lot of money to get Mr Chalamet on board yeah and and Chalamet is going to be around for probably a good 80 minutes of the of the film yeah so unless they go completely left field and there's a like another actor playing an old and dying Willy Wonka. Like, and you just tell the whole story of this man's life. I mean, do you, yeah, do you do the bit where he goes and finds the Oompa Loompas? Does, Again, does anybody want that. to watch that? No, I don't think they do. And like, it's... It feels very Fantastic Beasts 2 to me. Feels very Cruella. It feels me. very unnecessary, correct. Uh... <laughs> It's like, I just, I don't know what this movie wants to be, whether it's a a new look at Willy Wonka or the same old Willy Wonka you've always known or a gritty reboot of Willy Wonka. Like it's gritty reboot, gritty reboot. It's, it's, it's one of those ones that God, I just think it's. There's so many other things you could make. And Chalamet is great. We're not complaining we love about Chalamet. Chalamet. I can't I mean, wait for June. I'm sure he's a lovely boy. I'm sure he's a great lad. But I feel like he's kind of just going to do Johnny Depp's career backwards. <laughs> it's very possible. It's very possible he could be a 90-year-old Gilbert Grape. Uh, <laughs> he's going to do Edward Scissorhands' son, didn't he? Like he's he's going to. I'm pretty sure he played Edward Scissorhands' son in a Super Bowl commercial, maybe last year, or the year before. Um, I believe it. I totally and, believe that. And so I feel like he might just be going through the whole film catalogue. 
He would be a good pirate, I will say. I I just thought of pirates. Bring yeah. him in as a pirate. Chalamet as a pirate. I, I'm back on board. Give me Wonka, give me Sparrow, give me whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Sparrow? It would be fucking called Sparrow. Wouldn't it be? Wait a minute, do you know the plot of Cruella? No, actually. I've watched the pitch meeting. You know I'm on screen rant? Yeah. I think I think the I think it's those guys that do pitch meetings. Um and the guy who does them is really funny and he's great. But the plot is that Cruella is so evil because her mother was killed by Dalmatians. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Dalmatians killed her mother, which is why she wants to kill Dalmatians. Is that not the wrong message to send about like prejudice and shit? Like it wasn't those Dalmatians that did it. No, they, I mean, it's the case is you have a woman that wants to skin dogs. How do we make her the protagonist? Have the dogs be the bad guys? Yeah, you have the dogs be Stone Cold Killers, Sean. Why would you do this? Like, that's Sorry, I know we're talking about Chalamet, but this is fucking bonkers. That can't be the reason <laughs> that Cruella oh, turned... Okay, you haven't even seen the scene. I've seen the scene where they kill her mother, and it's great. Is it just a horde of spots running towards her mother? <laughs> no, her mother. I, this is a spoiler for Cruella, by the ah, way. I just, I mean, it's fine. Cares. Um, the mother is standing at a balcony, and a Dalmatian runs up behind her and pushes her over the edge, and then like backflips back onto the land. I don't think the Dalmatian had murderous intent, though. I, I ooh, her back was turned. Yeah, but he, what? Was it premeditated? Like I, I don't know. I don't know if it was premeditated. I just know it looked premeditated. I'm just right, saying that okay. dog was running like it was going to go pushing. So you're now on the side of Cruella. <laughs> I'm thinking skinning is the logical next step. Skin all Dalmatian, or at least a hundred and one. At least uh, maybe a hundred two if I'm in a good mood. But a hundred and one is the minimum. Yeah, like it's you, the original hundred to prove a point, and then the original one that pushed her mother. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a really weird sidetrack. But I wanted to tell you that ever since I seen that, I kept thinking, I may tell Sean this is fucking mad. <laughs> Sean needs to know about this. <laughs> so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this involves our other favorite director, other than Todd Phillips, Mister Zack Snyder. Now, Zack Snyder, he's, he's doing a lot of good stuff these days. He's did Army of the Dead. And, yeah. And, I mean, that's... <laughs> and what else has he done? <laughs> Army of the Dead. And he also did Justice League. That was better than the first. I would say that. Longer, certainly. Definitely um, And longer. also improved in some areas. Better characterization. But, Sean, yes. what is... Um, the one thing that we always talk about Zack Snyder when it comes to Batman... And I don't want to like beat a dead horse. But okay. here's the thing. He's on the press tour at the minute for um, Army of the Dead. And so he's being asked questions about, say, Batman. And, I mean, he's involved in DC. Is he going to restore the Snyderverse? We don't know. But what we do know is Zack Snyder likes one particular comic book involving Batman. And I know what you're thinking. He's already done that comic book, Connor. Hasn't he already done that exact comic book? To that I say, no, shut up your stupid face. Because Zack Snyder wants to do the Dark Knight Returns movie as its own thing. (laughs) But he did it. (laughs) 
he actually did it. Like, that's Batman versus Superman. Mm. So... But it's not, though. See, Batman vs. Superman is called Batman vs. Superman, and The Dark Knight Returns is actually called The Dark Knight Returns. They're different words. They're different movies, but the same plot. So, you see... Hang on. So... Does he just want to... How does... But it it is the same... Like, the key (laughs) plot points... Of the Dark Knight Returns are the key plot points in Batman vs. Superman. Unless he's talking about doing just, here's a one-to-one adaptation okay, of every right, comic Okay, panel. well, let, I think they're very different plot points. All right, let's go through the plot points, right? Okay. One, older Batman. Two, ends up fighting Superman, nearly yeah. kills him. Three, um, it's, an, it's a grisly Batman who is coming out of retirement. And he, he's he's a bit darker. He's grimmer because of all the bad shit that has happened in his life. And the other one is Batman versus Superman. They're opposites. There's nothing with an to- older Batman a fight with Superman a mech suit, uh, and he's <sighs> more grisly. Old Batman. That's clutching at straws now. To be honest there's with more you, more similarities than differences. I mean, there's an exact the shot for shot remake of him with the sniper rifle shooting. Um, but Zack Snyder always skips the page where um, Batman breaks the shotgun in half and says, we never use these. He skips that one. We don't need that page. Doesn't he? It's just filler. It's just filler. Let's have more <laughs> shots of them fucking handbrake turning he, the Batmobile um, around so he, Superman. He was, on, he was on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast uh, with, jo- with Josh Horowitz. And he was talking about his idea would be, would be to set the movie in its own standalone universe, featuring a different actor playing Batman instead of Ben Affleck. Um, now he says it wouldn't have any ties to the DCEU and he also theorises that the project really wouldn't need that big of a budget which can only help his chances of landing the dream project of a live action adaption of the film Um, and then he said I think it would just be its own thing I would do it 100% Watchmen style Um, I don't even think they'd be that expensive to be honest it's pretty gritty is what he's saying Oh, we love a bit of grit. We we do. Let it be known. We love we love two things in our DC movies: Connor grit and a sad Superman, uh, <laughs> and, and, so, and a goodie Batman. There are my three oh, faves. That's what we need. That's what we need. So, that, that look, his version of Watchmen, I think, is fine. Like it's. It's not groundbreak. It's fine. It's got some good stuff in it. The Rorschach masks look pretty cool. Pretty good um, in Rorschach. Yeah. Rorschach is set up as kind of the hero, which he's really not. You're not meant to like him. Uh, but whatever. If he does The Dark Knight Returns, like... Again. Uh, again, <laughs> sorry. We just want to stress again. <laughs> Go on. That whole... Like, no one really wins in that comic. Batman dies at the end of it. Not to... Yeah. Uh, like, not to he, spoil things. Not but. to spoil the 1986 comic, but Batman has a heart attack, or he fakes a heart attack to make Superman think he's dead. And then the bit at the end is like the odd wig, like, ha-ha, like I had you killed, but I had to have You're a heart still attack. Alive. Still alive. I'm underground. Uh, but, like, I, I just don't think Zack Snyder has it in him to do that kind of an ending. I think it would need to be a big bombastic fucking, and Batman's on top and he's got a gun now. Uh, do, do you know, Zack Snyder thinks that the ending to Arkham Knight is the coolest shit in the world. 
where <laughs> spoilers for Arkham Knight, I guess, but uh, Bruce Wayne, they, they they blow up the mansion. They fit, him and Alfred apparently die, um, and then at the end, a big fucking demon bat comes down on some thieves. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. That that could be the end to Dark Knight Returns, Connor. We we don't know, but all I know is that I seen this headline. And I thought once again. I must tell Sean because I feel like he's already done this. I feel I felt like I was in a different universe. The one where that hadn't already, happened yet. Like it hadn't happened. I was thinking, did he do Batman versus Superman? Because that's the same film. I don't know what he's doing. It's I I also I also often forget that Batman versus Superman happened. Uh, <laughs> like a lot of times in my head, it went from Man of Steel to Justice League, and that's it. <laughs> So yeah, Zack Snyder is hoping to come back into the DCEU, maybe, but in like its own now new separate thing universe. And also, if he does that, he needs to stick to that. He can't put in a little nod towards Suicide Squad or anything like that. Oh yeah, it has to be separated. Yeah, but and I just think let him go off. He wants to do it. Just let him make it, and it'll make you like a billion dollars. And it's fine, and we don't have to watch it. Or you can watch it. He might just make it better. He's already figured out what went wrong the first time. That's it. He's had plenty of practice, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're moving on, and you could have an old Joker in it. Old <sighs> Joker. You bring Yakin in. Oh boom, you're printing gosh. money. You print, it's Joker 3 <laughs> is The Dark Knight Returns. <gasps> Shit. Yeah, because that Joker's fucked. He's really and- evil. And Brandon Routh is Superman. Oh my god. Yeah, but Brandon Routh never ages. That's Yeah, but Superman never ages, actually. Put a bit of grey in Brandon Routh. He'd actually look very good as an older Superman. I think, like, I think I would allow that. I think I would let that happen if that was the <laughs> are we, case. Are we okay with this now? Yeah, because, I, I, yeah. look, I, I'm fine with Brandon Routh being Superman in the Dark Knight Returns version of... Who's Batman? The, the Joker. Uh, Hank from ba- Breaking Bad. That's good. <laughs> That's, good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the you worst. Could, you, you could get Mad Men in. Um, Jonathan Ham. Jonathan Ham. Johnny could come in. Johnny could come in. Uh, who's I always forget his name. Uh, so the joke never lands. Who is the thing in Fan Forstick? Uh, the thing is, uh, who uh, Billy Elliot? Oh, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, Bell, Jamie Bell, Jamie Bell. Jamie I thought Bell. you were thinking of Michael Chiklis again. <laughs> no, like, not oh, Michael you're forgetting Chiklis. Chiklis. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, Connor. We, we forgot about the best casting of all: Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan is Batman, but it's meant to be an old Batman. You can't be Michael B. Jordan. Even we'll do he it in forty years. Off. Yeah, okay, well, wait. My Brendan Routh will look the same. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, so, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is a bit of Sony news. Because Sony have kind of confirmed a bit of the plan that is in place after No Way Home, Sean. And right. so, currently at the minute, what we have is Marvel owned Spider-Man. And Sony mm-hmm. have Venom and Morbius and a whole everybody else. Involved and in someone Spider-Man. else that was announced this week. And somebody else that was announced this week Is, that we're going to get to next. Ah, good, sorry, but, I didn't know if it was on the cards. But <laughs> what's interesting here is that they've confirmed the plan is in place after No Way Home to have Spider-Man meet Venom. 
And so they have that in the plans that they are hoping to bring Spider-Man across to Sony and have him meet up with Venom. Interesting. Mm. Have Marvel signed off on this? Now, they, in their words, he said, there actually is a plan. I think now maybe it's getting a little more clear for people where we're headed. And I think when No Way Home comes out, even more will be revealed. We want those MCU movies to be absolutely huge. We have an excellent relationship with Kevin, um, and there's an incredible sandbox there to play with. And I think that's the same thing on our side. We have a great relationship. There's lots of opportunities, I think, that are going to happen. And they say that they want Spider-Man to be meeting Venom, which would complete, I suppose, their Spider-Universe that they're building without Spider-Man. Yes, it would would finally have that missing piece of the puzzle. Um, (laughs) In the Spider-Man universe. In the Spider-Man universe with all the Spider-Man villains whose origins are closely tied to Spider-Man. Yeah, (laughs) he might help. Um... It's interesting that they name drop No Way Home in that, um, because we're presuming that that is very heavily based in multiverse and parallel universe kind of shenanigans. So maybe he pops through to the Sony universe for a little while and then pops right back into Marvel. I mean, or it could be the case that Tom Holland's contract runs out at the end of No Way Home and then they fully get him back to do their own films. Very possible. Very, very possible. Could be that they just bring Garfield back in as their Spider-Man from another universe, which will be have been established in No Way Home. I think you bring Toby back. I don't think you can bring Toby back. I don't think he would work well with Tom Hardy's Venom as opposed to Topher Grace's Venom. <laughs> Actually, do you know what someone said? Um, if they do a live-action Spider-Verse have Andy Samberg play um, Spider or Peter B. Parker so he just takes the, um, <laughs> the Nick from New Girl role, Jake Johnson that would be great, that would actually be class <laughs> <laughs> someone said that and I was just like, that's actually weirdly good, I would be okay with that it's weird that he's not in any of those superhero movies yet I wonder is he like, has he ever been considered for anything no, I, th- I think he's a busy man I think he's Philip in Brooklyn all the time that's he's just always filming Brooklyn. Yeah, um, I, I I read this and I thought so. They're planning that after No Way Home, they're taking Spider Man back and introducing him to a whole host of villains that they're setting up while he's gone. Yeah, and apparently, like uh, we have, you know, the likes of uh, Vulture is already in that universe. Maybe depending on how Morbius turns out. Yeah, I think um, wasn't he in the Morbius trailer? He was. Yeah, he showed up right at the end. Yeah. Um, so they they could do their own. Are they going to bring Spider-Man in and his first outing will be a Sinister Six movie? Oh yeah, fully. Like they are setting up, they're doing the weird thing opposite way around where they're setting up all the villain team and then they're going to yeah. bring in the hero <laughs> instead of the other way around. But because all the villains have solo movies, they all have to be kind of anti-heroes. <laughs> and you're like, you kind of liked them. You're like, this Peter Parker guy, he seems like a dickhead. Ruined all their plans. <laughs> Oh, he just, it takes place in a parallel universe where Spider-Man is the bad guy and all these villains team up to oh, help. That's good. That's good. And who do you cast as Spider-Man? If Tom Holland leaves, I feel like that will ruin their plan. If Tom Holland leaves and doesn't do at least one with them, it kind of ruins all the... I don't know. Like, you're building him up as like, oh, that's Tom, that's Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And so when yeah. you bring him across, you get a whole host of new viewers. But if he leaves and you just bring in a new Peter Parker... That's kind of harder to build up. 
It is. It's a it's a tough one because you need that name recognition, that 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 like face on the poster basically to get people in. And then if Tom Holland wants to leave, at least you already drew those people over. Um, and you bring in Miles. You bring in Miles. I think you just because I I think Miles Morales is in like the 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 cultural fucking knowledge at the minute enough that he could have a live action movie, um, and like hold his own. Yeah, you use Peter Parker, Tom Holland to launch Miles Morales, whoever you have in that role. Yeah, and which is interesting because in the comics, like Miles Morales is from a different universe. He just got folded in because he was so popular. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to kind of see the reverse of that, where Peter Parker was brought into the Sony universe um, and then passes the torch on, basically. Yeah, okay, right. So that that is the first bit of Spider-Man news, Shaw. But we are finishing this week with the big news that came out. Yes. And that is a certain casting for one of Sony's Marvel movies that they're doing on all the villains. And that is Craven the Hunter, Sean. Hell yeah. Um, he will be getting his own spin-off movie. And we found that out a few months ago, uh, along with Morbius and Venom. And this week we were finally revealed of... We were let in on who will be playing Craven the Hunter in Craven the Hunter. And that is Mr. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Famous from Kick-Ass, Avengers Age of Ultron. He was in that one time. Um, yeah. Shaw, what do you think of this casting? I know you're a mad Craven fan, so I'm interested to hear what you'd say. I I am a big fan of Craven the Hunter. Um, I was recently reading a comic where Craven um, had 100 clones of himself, oh. and then he made them all kill each other until he found the strongest clone who would be worthy of his successor. Um, they were either That's clones Craven. or actual children. I'm not sure which is better, but that is Craven. Aaron Taylor Johnson is not the person I would have. I would never have thought of him. Maybe it's because he's been in superhero stuff already. Um, but, like, thinking about it, like, he seems a fine choice. He's a pretty good actor. Um, mm. He can do a vague Eastern European slash Russian accent, as we learned in Age of Ultron. I mean, uh, not great. Not great, but now he's going to have to hold that for the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, I should say that Craven the Hunter, the role, was first offered to Brad Pitt... And Keanu Reeves. Uh, John, oh, I want Keanu, though. <laughs> it was also offered to John David Washington and Adam Driver. So. Oh, wow. It got offered to a lot of people before it got uh, Mr. Taylor Johnson. Now, that's not to say Taylor Johnson is bad. Um, obviously, the studio will just go out. If you hire Brad... If you offer Brad Pitt anything, <laughs> I think that's normally a good <laughs> choice. Um, and so, the cases that they offered... They offered it to Keanu Reeves as well, and he said, no, thank you. Um, and then I think Adam Driver's a really interesting one. Well, John David Washington is also really good. I think John David Washington and Adam Driver are probably the two strongest choices there. Yeah, I do like the you know the Keanu Reeves, um, because I just think he'd be good in any comic book role. Mm. Um, John David Washington, I, again, not one I would have thought of, but my God, that would be good to see as... Fucking savage hunter Craven. Um but I don't think Aaron Taylor Johnson is a bad shout, honestly. Um because he's an actor as well. It's his job to become characters. Um I'm just interested more so I would say in how Craven works in the in the Sony universe. Because 
Krim's whole deal is that he was a big game hunter and he eventually became the so good at being a big game hunter that he lost all interest because it wasn't a challenge to him. So he started hunting superheroes. Um, and so he doesn't have a lot of those to work with in the Sony universe unless he hears like there's these two lads called Venom and Carnage that keep cropping up in San Francisco and causing hassle. Mm. Like, and he just decides to take matters into his own hands, basically. I mean, would you have brought in uh, Mr. Joe Maginello? I, he was, I, think, the, I be... think he was like the fan choice, I feel. Yeah, I think he looks, he looks quite craven-y just in himself. Um, like, and I think he'd be great at it. But I think he's he's kind of firmly in that. I, I think he was in DC slash Deathstroke land for a little while. And I and I think actually Deathstroke is like the DC version of Craven the Hunter or Marvel's Craven the Hunter. Like he, Deathstroke story was he was also like a, a game hunter who then turned into an assassin who then got bored and just was like hired himself out for money to just kill whoever anyone wanted. Yeah, and so it's it. There's often that with comics that there's like there's bits yeah. and pieces taken and copied for want of a better word. But yeah, I think he's um, definitely in that DC world now, and he has that character down that people kind of like him there. And um, you could have brought him across, but it felt it would have probably felt maybe a bit samey if he came across. Yeah, I think this does also. Um, it kind of puts down any any rumors of like Quicksilver coming back in the MCU. Yes, yes. I mean, I feel like they were going to go with Evan Peters if they were bringing anyone back anyway. But yeah, but then they either intentionally misled us or chickened out right at the end. Dickheads. <laughs> Dickheads. Um, but yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson as um, as Craven the Hunter. I f- Personally, to me, I would have gone a different way. Now, of course, we haven't seen him in the role, but I feel like Craven the Hunter should be intimidating. When he's standing still. Like, you should be... Like, when he walks into a room, everyone should go, oh, shit, what the fuck's gonna happen? Whereas, I think Aaron Taylor Johnson, I mean, he was fucking jacked to shit for a kick-ass two or whatever. And he, he's a very yeah. muscly man, and I'm not taking that away from him. And he could probably kick the shit out of me. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> there's, like, an aura that he probably doesn't have in terms of a badass. That he walks into a room, everyone's like, oh, shit, something's gonna go down. Yeah, he's he doesn't have that, like... um like Craven looks like he's just been living in the wild for forty years. Mm. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson doesn't have that naturally, as he's a, a human man actor. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and, and look and makeup and fucking hair and wigs and costume that will all do a lot. And acting that will also help to convey. Imagine, it. but I get you. <laughs> wild, but he doesn't seem to have the. Um, he, he he's not the natural choice for a craven in terms of matching him to the comic books but i think he's a, I, I i think he's a good enough actor that i'm still interested in the project if they announced that they were casting timothy chalamet as craven i'd be like look lads i admire it but i'm not watching that they were, God, they were looking to cast either chalamet or michael b jordan <laughs> That's, somewhere somewhere in that range that's that's kind of every acting gig for any male in hollywood yeah. <laughs> these are our, these are the two things we're considering <laughs> that's a callback to a few weeks ago when what what movie was it that they were like they're looking for someone either chalamet or michael b jordan we were kind of like i think Chal- that was the marvels 
oh, oh yes, it was the Marvels. Yeah, maybe. And then I just feel like that was so funny to us that they were just like, yeah, just throw a dart. Just somebody yeah. who's working in Hollywood. <laughs> Just any working, living actor. That would be nice. <laughs> so, yeah, Aaron Taylor-Johnson is coming in. He is going to be playing Craven the Hunter. Um, I think it's really interesting. And I think maybe he's the right age for a Tom Holland Spider-Man. Although I do think it's kind of more intimidating if like, he's an old, like if it was Keanu Reeves. I think that gives, like, if it's Tom Holland Spider-Man and he's only, like, I mean, Tom Holland turned 25 today, I've seen, but he's still, like, 16 in my head. Um, and so... Yeah. I mean, he's in the film, and then you have Keanu Reeves, who's like, like, like Michael Keaton, like talking to him like he's an idiot, like you're a child, you don't understand. Yeah, and 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 look, we don't want all of Tom Holland's villains to be, you know, fifty to sixty year olds either. Yeah, we don't want them to be the same. I think Aaron Taylor Johnson is like in his thirties, um, yeah. So he's like a little bit older than Tom Holland, but not a huge amount. But maybe you could go down the line of, you know, they had very different upbringings, uh, like. Craven had to learn to fight for himself, whereas Tom Holland was looked after by Aunt May, pretty much. Yeah, I, so I think maybe there's it, that. It could work. We don't know. I'm, I'm interested. It was an interesting, probably out of left field casting choice, and I just think Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's been around the houses. He's been in a lot of superhero stuff. He must just like it. I, don't, I don't, even after yeah. Age of Ultron, you think that would put him off? I feel like he just occasionally has some weddings coming up that he needs to get in shape for. So he just decides to get paid for it while he does it. <laughs> Fuck it, put me in a superhero film, go on. <laughs> Be grand. What, Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, I'll do it, I don't care. <laughs> so, Sean, that is actually it for this week's Weird weird News. Movie Mondays, weird I news. should say. Tuesday Mondays, I'll Tuesday, have you sorry, know. Tuesday, I got all of them wrong. Tuesday Mondays, <laughs> Weird News Fridays. Um, so Excellent. Th- this is the end of Movie Mondays. Um, first of all, I do want to say a massive thank you to everyone for listening in because we didn't put out an episode yesterday. Because uh, well, we put out a one-minute clip of me explaining things it, because it was my birthday. And was your um, birthday now because it was my birthday, Sean? You sent me a present. I did indeed. I sent it through the post, and it's very fragile. I hope it survived, Connor. Um, well, I have it here beside me. And I haven't oh. opened it until this exact moment. I see you were wait. Oh, so the whole day delay, you've, you've missed your birthday, basically. I've literally, my birthday was yesterday, but still I waited because I thought yeah. it'll be better content. <laughs> okay, well, let's do a, yeah, do it right at the end. We'll do this unboxing uh, scenario if you want to do it, Connor. Un- unboxing. Okay, here we go. I wonder if this oh, new here. mic will pick all this up. We don't know. <laughs> Has it recorded anything at all? <laughs> we don't know. Okay, here we go. So, I'm flipping. It's a big box. It's a big square a big box. box. Um, oh, what did Sean get? ASMR. Jesus, wrapped well. Fuck it. Yeah, oh, they did that. They'll do that at the shop. They'll, oh. they'll do that at, at the checkout online. And we have, we have some wrapping. Oh! <gasps> Sean got me a Lego Batman Lego set. <laughs> it's class. It's oh my uh, god! It says eighteen plus. <laughs> that's why I got it. I thought it was wild that a Lego set was over eighteen. <laughs> why does it tell me to fuck off when I complete it? Why is it eighteen plus? <laughs> It kicks the shit out of you once you've done it. Yeah. Once you put it on, once you make it, it just starts fighting you because you commit crime. <laughs> Oh, it just no. comes with a bottle of whiskey. 
410 pieces, 18 plus. I mean... It's meant to be fiendishly difficult. Oh, good. You know I love a bit of fiendishly difficult. I just thought you could do that in your spare time or when you're busy and under stress. (laughs) I did stress. (laughs) Sorry, boss. Can't go to work today. (laughs) Gotta make the Batman head. This Batman cowl ain't gonna Lego itself together. It's 18 plus. You gotta be a big boy to do this one. <laughs> no bother, Connor. You take all the time I'm you need. On my 18th birthday as well, Sean. So nice I know. of you. <laughs> Just scraped it. Just got in there. Otherwise, you'd have had to wait. You'd have to wait 364 more days. Um, so that is very nice. Thank you very much, Sean. You're very welcome, Connor. And I your birthday, you by it. the way, is in 26 days. 25 days yeah, now, it's the first. Yeah, so 26th of June is my birthday. Yeah, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm already taking the presents, and we're going to have to make Batman 18 Cole. plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're not giving each other 18 plus gifts all the time. <laughs> but like really mundane, like it's always sort of like Lego sets. <laughs> I got you some Meccano. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you very much, John. Um, would you like to take us out after that unboxing? Yes, you're very welcome, Connor. Thanks you everyone for listening to this episode of Tuesday Mondays. We will be back tomorrow with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and then Monday when we'll be back to normal will be at Movie Mondays. Big thank you has to go out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. Um, big thanks to the official third host, Waffles, yeah. uh, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe RateMyHemsworth.com, Click Rate, Click Luke, Refresh Repeat, Never Give Up, Hickok Didn't, Bernie, Ray, Things the Heroes for Hire are never going to do, Give You Up, Let You Down, Run Around, Desert You, mm-hmm. Make You Cry, Say Goodbye, Tell a Lie, or hurt you. I have told gang. hundreds of lies on this show. Hundreds. So when you said you liked that present, that was one of that the That was truths. one of them, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Or is that a uh, lie? <laughs> I'll choose to believe that it is. Uh, thank you also goes to Roisin, Shrodoshin, Halley, Ryan, Satron, Paint, Evanson, Sean, Bone, Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna Maureen has the fry on him, Roos, Lil Dicky, there can only be one Highlander, but three Lowlanders, McGrew, and Danny McLaughlin. Thank you all so, so much for your continued support. We hope everyone enjoyed um, the Superman Returns uh, review that we did over on Patreon, our Lazarus Pit episode. Brandon Routh, how, how is he as Superman? Um, you can head over there, $5 a month, you get access to all of the backlog of those reviews. You can also follow us on Twitter, at yours for Higher Pod, the four is the number four. Facebook, we're Detective Divilment's discussion group, link to that in the description. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Heroes for Hire Podcast. But the most important thing you can ever do to help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor all. I have been Sean Mean. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.